everybody. It's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Rama S, Ari Rockefeller, Mako-chan, and Sailor Flair. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 114. We are that podcast that talks about anime, cons, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronda S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. I'm Mako-chan. I'm Rooney Girl. And given what's been going on on the pre-show, this may be my very last episode hosting this podcast. <laughs> you always say that, but you know. Oh, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> and I think you're doing so good with the first part of the pre-show. I needed. I just needed something good. I needed something to make make people rage. I knew the Fresh Prince of Neon Genesis Evangelion would make people table flip. I knew it. I knew oh, it. I kind of liked it. Is that bad that I liked it? No, not really. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, you know. <laughs> I am. Why? I liked the beat. It was good. Uh, some of it some of it just did not work. <laughs> I know some of it was kind of, was kind of repetitive, but look at it this way. Yeah. I could have played this one. That would have been an improvement, I I guess. Uh, No, I I didn't like that one as much as the other one. (laughs) We're almost there. All we need is to combine the Fresh Prince, Evangelion, Godstein going with everything, and Welcome to the Jam from Space Jam, and the internet would fucking implode. Well... Although to be inter- although to be honest with you, a uh, mix like that would probably end up in a botchamania segment. Perhaps so, but that last mix, a fresh mix of Ava, I think if you watch Ava enough, you could probably use it as an Ava AMV. Truthfully, probably. Well, look at it this way: I could have played this variant. Dude, G One Game Boy, I would have fucking loved to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one better. That's much better. <laughs> well, may, well, for next time, next time, I, I, I may put that on the pre-show. You have no idea. I was just like rapping to it on the pre-show. I was rapping to the French I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're going to get us to accumulate points on how pissed off we are. You played the Japanese thing, the Code Lyoka, and I'm like, well, I'm keeping the negative. Well, I, I had to lure you in one way or another. Well, you had a winner, all right. <laughs> well, I do try. And we are live tonight, the week of May 21st, 2013. Check out our interactive chat room at vognetwork.com slash live. If you have a chat client such as Chatzilla, XChat, Merck, we are irc.gamesurge.net, and the chat room is Vog. And... As we go into the chat room here, well, pretty much if you're in the chat room, yes, there's a bit of rage by one of the staffers wa- wanting me dead in response to uh, the Fresh Prince of Neon Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> my hand hurts from flipping off my computer so much. <laughs> I don't even see that, but okay. Well, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like I was saying during the pre-show, <laughs> it's not as bad as all those Quad City Slam Jam remixes that are on YouTube. I, I once heard that remix with that. the Rick Roll. You want to give them ideas? No, that that that, that one's already been done. I'm saying. Mm. Well, I all right, I could have gotten you with this here. Just wait for it. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> really? <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is what people have instead of, you know, like hidden missile silos or some shit like that, right? Are you going to say this is why we can't have nice things? No, you're doing a good enough job of that for me. Why, oh, thank you, God. I try. <laughs> this is gold. This is gold right here. Oh my God. <laughs> See me canceling this in the Skype chat. <laughs> Do not want. That's because a couple of you want it anyway. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> okay, okay, all right, okay. Let's kind of mellow down. Let, let, let's get some nice, um, jazzy music going here. Yeah. Jazzy. Yeah. Yeah, and a little, let's get a little cheese going here. Yeah. All right. So, Ari, how was your week and how was your day? Uh, honestly, there wasn't that much going on. I mean, I'm just, mostly at this point, just getting ready for Anime Next coming up. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's mostly been work and such. That's good. That's good. Um, Baka, how was your week and how was your day? <laughs> um, <laughs> what well, did you remember? I, I had the girls over this weekend. Uh oh. So yeah. it was me, Mooney Girl, and uh, DJ AJ on Saturday night. And uh, I, I, I'm tr- I was trying to get Mooney Girl into Doctor Who. And then we watched Gravitation. Well, at least you got her into Gravitation. Yeah. Well, we didn't quite make it through to any of the really uh, squicky stuff, so. Well, if you got her enough to the point where if she sees Cardcaptor Will cosplaying on Shuichi, she's going to tackle him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, other than that, I was basically just a... Uh, and getting crap together for CloverCon on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was basically it. I went to CloverCon on Sunday, hang out, hung out with everybody, and didn't make it home until 11 o'clock. Well, I, I think I rolled in about 11.35. Yeah, because me and went home, and yeah, I got home like 12.30. Yeah, yeah, I got a text me like close to one of, like, close, like around 12.30. I'm like... She didn't take like an hour. I'm like, what did you do? Did you ride the train all the way to Coney and then transfer? <laughs> if you gotten off at West 8th, you would have saved at least a good 20 minutes. I did minutes. that. I oh, did okay. that. I was waiting for the train. It wasn't coming in as fast as I wanted it to. And plus, I got home and I didn't want to make sure my phone was dying. It did not die this time. It usually does when I come home and I try to text you because it just likes to be a little bitch like that. But I really did, like, wait till it was not supposed to die, and then I went and texted you, so. Mm. Okay, I understand. Yeah, so. 
Why did I hear something for 600? Mm-mm. Hmm. Might have been the song. Oh, well. As long as, <laughs> as, long as you can hear um, the classical soundings of Richard Cheese, that's all that matters to me. I hear it does. I hear it does. Well, my week and my day has been pretty good. You know, I, I missed half a class last week. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, getting getting used to getting up at nine at 7 o'clock for two classes during the week, I have to get used to it. So I woke up at 9.30. I'm like, oh, it's a two-parter class. Screw it. I can, I can catch up with it. Um the next day which i did i had to sh- i had to shut down a chick in my class who is a war crack addict who thinks all anime fans are virgins let me guess you helped disprove that personally i wouldn't i wouldn't put my best friend's beep next to that okay i would never i have standards and besides her what she was that bad or her weave was that was that god awful yeah and she's like, I make a money, I do a business, and I'm like, well, gold farming really isn't a business with Warcraft. You're going to try a little bit harder, sweetie. But anywho, you know, then classes have been good. And then today, yeah, I will admit, I think I was overreacting. So here's the thing. Every Tuesday, I go to Buffalo Wild Wings, pick up my dinner. Yeah, let's hear this story. <laughs> so the way it's set up in the mall, you can go to the takeout counter, cut through to the restaurant, and go into Target. And there's Applebee's and all this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So now from time to time, there's an escalator that does not work. And I'm like, I am not climbing that escalator. So I take the long way around. So today I go place my order and... This security guard, which I tend to call a cop wannabe, because of course he couldn't get into the academy because most of these, most of them think they can, but they can't. And he's like, I have to go out and around. I'm like, dude, I'm just going right across the target. And he's like, they want to cut down the people that are coming through in and out. And I'm like, and I'm like, are you serious? Now he's just popping a bit of a belligerent attitude. And I was in no mood to go to spin into military mind, uh, take down, put foot on neck, and keep walking, you know? So I left, go do what I had to do, come back. I figured, okay, let me cut through the normal way. No, couldn't do that either. See, I understand why they're doing it, but on the same token, if people are going to have to go all the way around... A lot of people are just not going to bother to order takeout on Tuesdays and just go somewhere else. So, you know, and then when I get home, and you know, I don't eat my wings right away. I wait till 8 o'clock for NCIS or whatever is on. They fucked up my order. I told them Buffalo and, and Desert Heat. I get Desert Heat and Miles. I'm like, are you serious? Everybody has their bad days. Yeah, but I'm going to, that's why I'm going to be a little bit tactful and nice about sending them a complaint. And what's going to happen is the manager's going to apologize and give me probably a free dozen wings for for showing up (laughs) next week. Hooray! Uh, I want some of those rings. No. (laughs) No, you can't have. No, I won't! Nowadays, when it comes to retail and food services... If you have a pissy customer, they will do what it, they can in order to make sure you come back and buy from them. So, mm-hmm. trust me, my years at Staples will tell you that. Whew. So, 
now that we kind of got our um our jam out the way, how things are going. Uh, you didn't even ask me. Oh, did, I thought I, I thought you covered your part. No. Hold on, hold on. Uh. There you go. All right, uh, Mooney girl. How was your week and how was your day? It was good. My week and I was with Mako and uh, DJ AJ, and we did do, we did watch Gravitation, and they did try to get me into Doctor Who. It's okay. It's just a good show. Alright, I'm not the sci-fi girl. I am. Yeah. I was never into the Star Trek. I was never into the Star Wars thing. So, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and Cold Con was Sunday. I hung out with a lot of people I haven't seen for a while. So that was really awesome. Um, that was a lot of fun. We took some photo shoots. That was, a, that was really fun. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 yeah. And you missed the uh, sing along. <laughs> yes. And yes, I missed the film sing along. Grandma was telling me, I'm like, God damn it, I missed it. I'm like, son of a bitch. I was in fear and rage. I'm like, Ugh. Well, you know, I tried because there was no signal around, I couldn't text you. I was like, Well Yeah. Lost. I'm sure you, I knew you would have, but like, whatever. I was there in spirit. <laughs> Anywho, um, today I did nothing. I've been a lazy-ass bitch for the past two days, and really nothing else has been going on. Being lazy? I keep that's, I keep telling you about hanging with Mako-chan, you know? Her, her bad habits are going to rub off on you. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, really. <laughs> okay. Play Mako, okay? She did nothing wrong, okay? I've been like that before. That's I'm- exactly right. I did nothing. <laughs> Mm. But of course you didn't do anything. She's still not corrupted yet. Uh, you got your work cut out for you, Mako-chan. Yeah, I know. Mm. Bit of an uphill battle for you. Pretty much is. Okay. Don't forget, we are on the VOG Network uh, twice a week. We are live Tuesdays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Encore presentation at 1 p.m. on Thursdays. Please come by, check out the forums at vognetwork.com. They're kind of lonely, and we kind of need people to throw sticks at and stuff. You know, sticks, stones, whatever. And come by to chat, the forums, the website, check in, get on website swag. It's cool stuff. Hey, best I can say about that. So, The only kind of swag that's acceptable. Damn right. And we have a... We have a lot in store. We're gonna talk. We have some topics to discuss. We're gonna talk about CloverCon. We have an awesome live interview with Mario Bueno coming up soon. About ten, fifteen minutes, give or take, less than that. So let's kind of get the ball rolling. So we shall be back.
If you enjoy independent podcasts and would like to support them, check out some of our independent podcasting friends. Check out Orange Lounge Radio at orangeloungeradio.com where they discuss video games, gamer culture, and gamer lifestyle with Sky, Dark Soccer, and Loki. Listen live Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on vognetwork.com. And right before them is the Bobby Blackwolf Show at 8 p.m. Eastern and 5 p.m. Pacific. Video games and gamer talk at bobbyblackwolf.com. If Warcraft is your taste, listen to Horde House with Sky and Exifer weekly at hordehouse.com. If you want more of a female perspective of what we do here on Anime Jam Session, listen to Electric Sisterhood with Ninja Sister and Pandalicious at electricsisterhood.com with new shows every week. If you prefer geek, pop culture, and sci-fi, check out popculture.net and the Geek Culture Network. And also check out the Brooklyn Otaku, a brand new anime podcast, Friends of Ours. You can find them at facebook.com slash thebrooklynotaku. All right, there we go. We got that set up. Let me adjust the volume here. Perfect. Now, like I said, we have a lot in store, so which is probably why we're kind of rushing things along, per se, because we got so much to pack in. And I don't think the entire staff wants to be on for another, for about two solid hours. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we were on, you know, What? Yeah, we were like in like, like the third hour last week, weren't we? Something like that. We didn't go into three hours last no, week. It was two hours and change. Two just, hours and, and change. It was just really long, and we don't want, want to be up that late as much as we love doing this. Oh, yeah. I'll be up that late. <laughs> That's because you don't go anywhere, and somebody texted me, but I don't feel like reaching across the room to grab my phone, nor do I have the force powers for it. Lazy, and you call me lazy. Yeah. All right, fine. You want me to put the podcast on hold while I go answer my phone? <laughs> no, but that's a better reason than saying you don't feel like getting up and walking across the room. Hey, as a newfound producer and soon-to-be dictator of this world, I say as I damn well please. Dictator schmixtator. We're going to start a peasant revolt if you become a dictator. Go right Please. ahead. He's too damn lazy to become a dictator. Go right ahead. I would become a dictator before him, and I'm lazy, too. Go, you know that shit's not going to happen. Go right ahead. You peons, go ahead and revolt. See if I care. See if you ever get Kevin Smith in Jersey ever again. Oh. No, fuck you, dude. You don't pull that shit. <laughs> but then again, I already met him, so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, I'll just make sure that you never get to see Clerks 3. All right, now, now, now that's a low blow. <laughs> that, that's a low. That's a low fucking blow. Seriously, that's that's harsh. I'll do that too. Yeah. You do not deny me, Kevin Smith. <laughs> I think she would marry him if she could. Yes, yeah, she could. Which is why when Clerks Three comes out, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna sit her down and make her watch Chasing Amy instead, and Jersey Girl. See, I don't mind them. I, I'm not really into Jersey Girl. Mainly because I didn't find it funny, which is why I wasn't really into Red State. But you, and yet you loved the shit out of Vulgar. And I loved what? You loved the shit out of Vulgar. Yeah, well, that's just psychologically fucked up. Okay, Hannibal. Shut up. (laughs) Okay, alright. Let's get the train back on, and let's get the, um... Our interview music going. 
I like that. Live on our podcast, a man of many voices, talents, and skill. That's because he walks around with a D20 in his pocket. Podcast, please introduce... Podcast. I have to yes. introduce you all to Mr. Mario Bueno. Hi! Konnichiwa. Mario Bueno this. How's it going, guys? Konnichiwa. Hey, what's up? Hey, I'm doing good. How about you, good, sir? <laughs> Ari, the best response. <laughs> this is the first time I'm... I'm knowing of you, really, because I've heard you in the past on other podcasts, but this is the first time I'm going to actually know more knowledge of you, so nice to really meet you. <laughs> it's nice to really meet you, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, and just so you know, to the chat room, if you have a question for Mario, go ahead, say it, or if you want, um, PM me at Ranma or something like that, and I'll pass the question along. Most likely, he also may be in the chat, so if he sees, he may answer on your behalf. Yep, um, I'm leaving the uh, the chat window open. Um, feel free to message me at the uh, screen name EMP underscore maniac. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me just type a quick response, just so that you guys know that I'm alive. <laughs> so yeah, um, I, I'm alive. That works uh, for me. Spoiler alert, don't Seems trust the Seems legit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now that we got the bit of the shenanigans out the way, Mario, seriously, how are you doing good, sir? Oh, I'm doing just fine. Um, I'm really excited to, to be here on the show with you guys. Um, first uh, first interview I've been in a while. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm honored that uh, it gets to, to be with you know a bunch of folks who uh, I enjoy tuning into every so often. And, you know, of course, Adam, one of my homeboys from uh, back east. Uh, and also, uh, just in case some of you guys uh, aren't aware, I'm actually coming at you from the past... Uh, which is to say, I'm on California time right now. So, um, oh wow, yeah, it's, okay. a, it's daylight over here. <laughs> Either that, I was wondering why you went out west in the DeLorean. What part of Cali are you in? Uh, I'm over here in wonderful Southern California, uh, chilling over in Burbank. Uh, it's uh, it's pretty nice out here. Uh, uh... To give you an idea, like if if I walk about maybe. Uh, 15 minutes in one direction, um, maybe 10 if I'm really, really booking it. Um, I can literally just walk past the Warner Brothers lot, and <gasps> let me tell you. Like, you don't understand, I'm such an animaniac, but uh, Have you ever tried breaking into the tower just to see if they're really in there? Oh, oh my god. Uh, no, but actually, whenever, whenever I'm walking by, I can see the tower full on. Like, if I'm, oh driving, back, I'm, if I'm driving back from the mall... The way that I know that I'm almost home is I can see the, uh, the 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 tower in the distance, and let me tell you, my inner nerd is always always happy. Doubly uh, so because not far from that is the animation studio, and uh, on on the side of the building they basically have like the Justice League with um, with one or two uh, one or two of the Looney Tunes on there as well. So I'm like, yes. oh god, it's so hard. Okay, calm down, Mooney girl. Calm down. Calm down. Right now, uh, two of the, the large banners that they have on the side of the studio, which are the first two that I see 
uh, whenever I walk down the particular path I, I prefer to walk down. Pacific Rim, immediately followed by Man of Steel. Ah. Oh. Glorious. <laughs> that's, that's the best rim. Okay, all right, all right. I know, we, I know I, we got a lot of questions here. We're going to try to get them out, not so fast, but just to the point where everyone can understand and know what's going on. So, most Absolutely. important question, good sir, is how did you get to California, as in, why are you there? Wow. Um, that's, <laughs> that, that is a, a very, very multi-third question in its own right, because... Uh, the, the sub-questions that kind of, like, go into that would, would also be, you know, how did I get into anime? How did anime really influence the direction I, uh, I went in to get here? Um, but I'll, I'll answer the, the most direct, yeah. the most literal part of that question right. first. You know, why am I out, why am I out here? Um, <clears throat> to, to put it bluntly, um, I, I haven't been doing very much uh, in terms of day job stuff over in New York. Um, I'm working on a really, really exciting project, which unfortunately is still very early in the process. Mm -hmm. That is to the point where I can't talk about it. That's cool. Um, but while I'm waiting on that, I figured, you know what? I need to change the scenery for a while. I spent uh, I spent two weeks out here last summer um, for Anime Expo and San Diego Comic Con, uh, and I ended up uh, couch surfing between Glendale, which is a neighboring town over, and Burbank, and. Just, just being in the area made me say, you know what? I, I'm in a creative field. Mm -hmm. The energy here is just right. And even the environment, it, it didn't feel like such a culture shock to, to live here for even just, uh, you know, a couple of months, maybe even like three or four years. Okay. <laughs> so I decided, you know what? Let me, just, let me just go to where the work is, so to speak, um, in this particular case of uh, voiceover. Uh, of course, Many elements of the entertainment industry are are, are very uh, very prevalent out here in California. So even on the music end, there's there's ample opportunity. I just decided, you know what? Let me go on an extended staycation. <laughs> I like the sound of <laughs> Hang that. Hang out while I wait for my project in New York. And you know, I know some voiceover people out here, so I figure um, make the most of what I have. Maybe do some voiceover work, uh, particularly because uh, a lot of the really exciting gaming work. Um, and animation work is done out here uh, while I while I wait to pull things together back in New York. Okay, that's pretty cool. <laughs> also, Originator, yes, there there are three types of weather here, and all three of those types of weather, while accurate, are also the reason why I love being out here. It's like it, it you know the you know the movie The Endless Summer. Yes, it's like that. <laughs> uh... It literally feels like. This. As of this week, two months. <laughs> wow. Well, you lucky, lucky guy. Well, given the time that you've been there so far and prior um, visits, what has to be your most interesting yet mind-boggling experience you've had out there? If it's been on the WB lot, please do tell. <gasps> um, you know, just, just the ability to, to be able to say, I can walk to the Warner Brothers lot is just mind-blowing. <laughs> Um, that, that my, phenomenal. Yeah, like I remember the first night that I actually walked by there on foot. I was talking to one of um, one of my friends back in New York. It's a Saturday night. Uh, I'm I'm just you know bumming around, not doing much because uh, most of my crew out here was busy that night. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna walk down to the Warner lot because I can. 
I literally got goosebumps. And it wasn't from the fact that it was kind of chilly that night. It was more so from the fact that, you know, there I am. And just in front of it, standing there, where yeah. freaking Looney Tunes was created, the original Looney Tunes, and, and all that amazing creative intelligence. Yeah, yeah. And, and just being around that kind of energy has just been so so stimulating not not just from a personal uh a personal sense but also from uh, a professional sense because yeah my brain is just kicked into overdrive just just literally from being here it's it's a great thing um so that's been one of the more surreal elements of uh being out here um and the, then it also i have to admit you know Driving has been kind of kind of a thing, like especially driving like in and out of Los Angeles, um, because every year until now, um, the only experience that I've had uh, with Los Angeles has been one weekend out of the year for Anime Expo. Right. So being able to just kind of drive in and hang out and be like, hey, this is a thing I can do on the regular. It, it it's just been surreal, honestly. <laughs> it's pretty cool. That that is awesome. So um, we have a question from Ari here. By all means, good Rockefeller, take it away. Well, um, I know uh, up in New York, there's got things like a uh, Chinatown Fair, at least the old one, and like in Philly, you've got uh, the Delaware Valley area. You got a uh, Eight on a Break or uh, University Pinball. Like, you ever like go to any of the like big arcades out there? Like, like which ones are out there? I've only heard like like maybe one. This place called Let's see, Family Fun Arcade. Have you ever? or something like that you still like play all of arcade games and stuff uh you know arcades like i i've been kind of i've been kind of on the on the outs with them over the last few years because uh, i've just been focusing more on like you know home console um there's one that's supposed to be really good out here called round one um i had the opportunity to to go over there with some friends but unfortunately i had to pass on that because it was two days after i moved out here and i was kind of uh heading down to anaheim for wondercon uh, for most of that same weekend, <laughs> I, I had to go do booth work at the show uh, with Namco Bandai, which, haha, that's kind of relevant. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I didn't get a chance to actually check it out, but I've heard great things about it. I, I'm definitely going to get a chance to, to go there at some point, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, also in Little Tokyo, which is kind of like a <sighs> go-to spot here, um, they... They have uh, this one mall that's uh, that's in the area. They they have a pretty good arcade uh, over in that facility. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to going back because the the first time I was there, um, we played uh, what was it? I think it was like either pop and music or one of the the Beat Mania games, and they had a whole bunch of anime songs, and it was beautiful. Because I'm there with one of my buddies who um, who, who does booth work with me as Goku. So you have two Goku uh, cosplayers playing Dragon Soul. On, on you know one of these rhythm simulation games. Like, what well, did it have the, uh, the colorful like color big semicircle buttons on it? Yes, yeah, the big semicircle. Yeah, buttons. that's the uh, that's a poppin' beat. Yeah, so we're playing poppin'. Like it, it was it was the, the most hilarious moment because I'm even there rocking my Dragon Ball T-shirt. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> nice. Like oh my god, I'm such a nerd, but I don't care. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> that sounds pretty cool. So as you know. You said how you're out there to, to, to fine-tune your career, to refine it, to, to make yourself known. Now, in getting up to that, you've done other things like cosplay and sing. Can you tell us about some of the awesome cosplays you've done? Uh, yeah, you know, cosplay, 
it, it's definitely one of those core elements of how I've literally gotten up to this point. And it's just, it still boggles my mind because it's, it's one of those things that years ago, if, if, if you had said, hey, cosplay is actually going to help you get to where you want to go with your professional ambitions, I would have been like, number one, that's awesome. Number two, are, are you kidding me? <laughs> how? Are you serious? Like, I'm actually, I'm actually in shock that you just said it could be for professional use. Because honestly, in a way, some people do know me in the community when I'm doing Sailor Moon or if I'm doing Pinkie Pie because I can do the voices. So I'm like, oh, you know, that's cool, whatever. I, I was just doing it for the fun of it. But imagine if I could get a voice acting career out of that. I would bug out enjoyment and, and just be jumping up and down and be like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, you're you're not you're not all that far off. I mean, I was going to bring this up uh, later. I was going to talk more about that later in the show when we talk about one of the the, the topics right, uh, right. for this week because it definitely plays into that. Um, my own personal experiences uh, have pretty much been influenced by the fact that through cosplay, I've been able to participate in events like the Masquerade. Um, I, I've been able to to really not just not just network at a professional level from having been able to to do booth work. Now that that's become a more a uh, commonplace option, thanks to to wonderful sites like American Cosplay Paradise, who have been you know really stepping up the effort to to bridge the gap between the the fandom and also the uh, the industry. Um, but it's 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 also really allowed me to to build out a network of friends uh, in in the most wonderful ways possible. Um, to give you an example, uh, the way I've been able to meet two of the the most important folks I've met in the last year. Um, one of whom directly influences part of why I'm even uh, on the show today, um, namely the composer I worked with for my album. I met him because of a mutual friend who I met uh, doing anime Boston cosplay chess. <laughs> it's 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 just the most it's the most amazing thing when you realize like the weird little connections. Uh, that that you can make just by hanging out in a costume and talking to somebody or participating in one of these events and you know the people you meet through doing that um, so it, it, it's been it's been a really broadening experience for me um, and I was actually talking about this earlier with another friend uh, when they they were finding out for the first time because it's one of my newer friends out here they're finding out for the first time how much I love the anime Code Geass Mm. And I told them, yo, let me tell you how that series changed my life. And partially it's because of cosplay. Um, doing, doing cosplay uh, of Code Geass at the time that I did, when the show was like just about to hit its point of saturation and really explode in the U.S., it helped me, helped me leave a mark on the East Coast cosplay community. And that was also the same weekend. Well, the first time I did that, uh, it, it, was, it was the same weekend that I... I met the people from American Cosplay Paradise. And that, that just kept building on itself. Um, and even, even doing cosplay from Code Geass and mixing it with my singing performances would lead me to two of my favorite uh, cover performances uh, pretty much of the last like five to 10 years. Um, one of which ended up uh, being the AX Idol performance I did three summers ago out here in California. <laughs> yeah. Still can't believe it's already been three years, but <laughs> people remember not just the fact that I'm the only guy to win that contest, but the fact that I did it dressed as Lelouch from Code Geass. It was just kind of that identifier. So cosplay has helped me 
help me really leave a mark beyond just the, the, the activities that I do. So Code Geass definitely was like, well, Code Geass cosplay is like one of the, uh, the things I really love. It's been one of my favorite shows over the last few years. Um, and the costumes have really, really influenced key moments uh, of, my, of my journey, I guess you could say, to, to where I am right now. Okay. Now you mentioned the uh, getting uh, singing and doing cover songs. What what made you decide? You know what? I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start picking out some anime songs that I know, and I'm gonna sing my ass off. What made you decide to do that? Uh, that's uh, that's that's an interesting one. To to backtrack a little bit, um, back in high school, one of one of the things that I really um, one of the things I really enjoyed about my high school years, and frankly, some of the only positive memories uh, I look back upon, were the uh, the open mics that uh, I both participated in and ran. Like, it, for me, those were, back then, the equivalent of going up and doing Masquerade, except once every, once every three months, uh, as opposed to, you know, once every however many times I could get myself into the show. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> so I was, doing, I was doing covers back then and really just exploring... Uh, my my live music performance side, and then after high school, it just kind of it dried up because I was focusing on on filmmaking. That was just the thing I decided to to look into after high school. And then when I really got into the anime scene, I tried early on to do um, live music performance at Animazement. Actually, the first yeah. year I went in two thousand four. <laughs> I know Adam has a lot of feels about that con. Oh yeah. <laughs> A lot of good, a uh, little bad, but mostly good and bad. Yep. Um, so it didn't work out so well that time because despite my insistence that I needed a microphone to be able to do it right, the tech crew was like, no, 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 the stage miking is going to be just fine. Spoiler alert, it wasn't. <laughs> you go back and watch the video, you can pretty much just hear my accompanying track blowing me out and i'm just up there like basically lip syncing from what it looks like and then the only time that the music cut out is the only time you can hear me so i'm like okay clearly this is not a good idea let me wait a few years uh and you know really really build up my street cred so that i can do something as simple as ask for a microphone <laughs> well fast forward a few years um i was going to try exactly that at uh anime usa 2007 but I got really sick the weekend of the con, so I literally could barely even talk that weekend. Mm. Um, I feel that. I was sick of Anime Next last year. Not fun. Yeah, and it's funny you mentioned Anime Next because a few months later, uh, Anime Next 2008, one of my favorite performances of all time, and a lot of my friends even uh, agree on this, like friends who were in the, the performance, um, I did a cover of... I'll make a man out of you from Mulan. I love Mulan. Re re lyriced for Oran <laughs> High School Club. Wow. <laughs> it was, it was That's like, awesome. like it was a crazy experiment, but I was I was really amped to do it because I'm like, this sounds like a great idea. Let's let's just give this a try. Also, LOL Host Club. Um, and that's pretty much what started uh, the the whole singing thing with conventions because it went over really well. And I was like, okay, you know, let me. Let me keep building a rapport. Let me also start learning a few more of the Japanese songs. I just needed to figure out a way to do it since I've never studied the language. Um, it's also funny because uh, one of the folks in the forum, uh, Joe Bombable, who <laughs> was actually uh, one of the members of my host club in that, 
Oh, uh, okay. He was a Arkyoya senpai. <laughs> um, and it, it was just, it was one of those things where I'm like, I haven't done this in so long. Let me just start doing it again because it went over so well. And I'm like, well, this could be a thing. Let me just see where it takes me. Little did I know that it would eventually take me to California <laughs> because I, it, I would, you know, have the confidence to go and compete uh, at AX Idol, not for voice acting, but for singing. Um, mm-hmm. So literally it was just me trying to relive my high school glory days, but because singing has, well, music in general has always been a very important part of my life. Uh, I wanted to find a, way, a new way to work it into the adventures I was having thanks to the anime community. Okay. Uh-oh. I love to sing too, so I'm very passionate about singing and music as well. All right. Um, got like the two people I know from high school. The rest of them can go fuck themselves. <laughs> we'll just we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> All the hate and rage. <laughs> yep. Trust me, I know that feel all too well. Much um, better friends after high school. <laughs> all right, we got a couple more questions. Then we're going to wrap up the interview and get, get on the rest of the uh, things that's on the agenda. Um, yes. Now, I have listened to your album Arise multiple times. And most people know that know me when it comes to music. I will listen to an album once. Probably will not listen to it again for weeks, months. Might even be a year, and I'll play, and I'll listen. I'm like, wow, I actually have this. I have listened to your album countless times, like, like in the last two, three weeks. It, it, it kind of feels. Oh, thank you. That's really awesome. <laughs> yeah, you know what it is? It just feels like you're jumping around to different genres, but whereas you know, when you go to the club and order a quote unquote convention dance. The DJ is jumping around. You could tell he's not mixing properly, and it's like, what are you doing? It's like with your album, yeah, you're jumping around, but it's like you're leading into each jump, and it's like, don't worry, you're going to like the next jump. I, I, I got to ask you, what made you decide to do your album like that? It just felt like start off with a little Broadway, and then we get a little popish and stuff like that. Um, I'm glad that you noticed that because that was one of the things that I, I really put a lot of thought into when I was more so coming up with the track order. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there definitely was a, an intention behind it. The album itself, uh, I had a hard time trying to you know label it when I was uh, getting it ready for for its its uh, sales page, right? Because it was supposed to be a multi-genre album. It's since it was independently produced, that gives me the flexibility to literally do whatever I want. And I wanted to, I wanted to experiment along with my composer uh, to try different sounds, see which, which sounds were, were more distinctive, which sounds worked better, uh, and, and find sort of a, a natural uh, storyline for it, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so like you said, we jumped from, from Broadway to more poppy stuff to more rock stuff to stuff that literally just kind of came out of nowhere. <laughs> and um, really, yeah, the, the, the idea was to, to start it off with a very theatrical take and then just l- order the songs in such a way that you feel, like you said, kind of a tempo. Um, I'll, I'll talk about this more when we get into one of our, our discussion topics later because right. I have DJed uh, in the past. I, I don't really uh, follow it anymore because I, I never really trained properly and it just 
it was one of those things that fell to the wayside. But mm -hmm. my my sticking point was, as you mentioned, having that kind of a flow. Even when I'm jumping around as a DJ, there's there's almost a narrative that I'm trying to follow, and I wanted the the album to reflect that as well, uh, even with the broad um, the broad genres. Because um, I mean, you're talking about an, uh, an album that starts off Broadway, ends with basically you know eight bit chip tune yeah. with a J rock influenced song in the middle, um, a, a more pop country ballad like somewhere <laughs> in there too, um, something that sounds like like a hybrid between Justin Timberlake and Tron. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> So, so to, to kind of like organize this chaos required a little bit of, of thought behind it. Um, so it's, it's basically just a, a musical journey that takes you from one sound to another, but tries not to jar you too far from the experience in the process. Gotcha. All right. All right. Like I said, I really, I really like how it came out. So, you know, hey, I'll be, I'll be waiting for the second album. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, yeah, there were there's uh, there were supposed to be more tracks that made mm -hmm. it to to the album. The only reason it ended up being abridged, well, actually, two reasons for for the abridgement. Okay. Um, number one was the fact that I was moving out here to California, uh, so obviously there was only so much time to get something done. Prior to that, um, my composer, because uh, he's he's a, a game composer, that's like his main thing. Uh, he had taken on a project. Uh, that that required a lot of his attention, plus finishing up the soundtrack for a game that actually, thanks to him and one of uh, one of our other friends, uh, I was fortunate enough to to get involved with as a voice actor, uh, Primordia by Wadjetai Studios. Okay. Uh, he was working on finishing up the soundtrack for that, plus this other AAA game project, which he still hasn't told me about because it's still NDA. <laughs> So by the time he was finally freed up from that, I was like, hey, bro, so I'm moving in like two months. <laughs> uh, let's try and finish uh, what we have, you know. We'll, we'll see what we can do later. So there's there's definitely some more music I, I would like to work on. Yeah. Um, maybe a little while in the pipeline. Um, so, you know, music, like this album, this album is kind of like the, the sum of my musical adventures up to now um, with to come down the line but for right now i'm going to be shifting my focus a little bit elsewhere okay all right fair enough and our last question comes from uh, i believe rageinator uh, he asks macros or robotech macros homes <laughs> okay <laughs> uh what I, i'm like yeah i'm, I'm super mm. og about that because part of it was um, I, I was familiar with Robotech, um, but I never really paid attention to it. And then when I got into the whole anime scene, uh, I was more so familiar with Macross. Um, honestly, didn't pick it up until Frontier. Like, I had seen some of the other Macross shows. Mm -hmm. And Macross Zero was the, the first of the, you know, uh, uh, of the more recent Macross uh, entries that, that really got my attention, but not enough to hook me. Um, Macross Seven pretty much, pretty much ruined my interest until Frontier happened, <laughs> and then I went back and just rewatched everything, and I'm like, wow, I really should have jumped on this bandwagon sooner because it literally is everything I love: <laughs> pretty ladies, music, and giant robots. <laughs> this is a great combination. <laughs> what? Wait, what about Gurren Lagann? What was that? <laughs> but um, bum bum. <laughs> 
Thank you. I'm so glad someone jumped in with the Megas XLR. <laughs> I knew what I would have. <laughs> All right, hold on. Okay. All right, let's get into some topics here. And I swear, if I read one more thing about the Xbox One, I might table flip. <gasps> oh, geez, kick it. So far. No, it's just the news that's coming out. You would, I'm just, the way I look at it is this. At first, I'm like, okay, Microsoft, they're going to win this. As the news trickles down, it's like, well, fuck, let me go pre-order my PlayStation 4. I love PlayStation. I've been using PlayStation since I was a kid. All right. Like, that's, that's like the machine I'm so used to. We had the original Nintendo, but that broke like a couple of years ago, so... All right. Um, given the, um, let's see. I believe we can cover everything here. Yeah. If none of us sidetrack. And no, I, mean, I either... try not to. What? What was that? I said I try not to sidetrack. If none of us no. sidetrack, we can do it. It's not a problem. It's not a problem. <laughs> I'll, I'll do my best as well. I, I definitely have the tendency to go on tangents from time to time. Hey, we that, all do. That will kind of makes the, the show unique, so, you know. True. Oh, well then, if that's the case. Because <laughs> well, well, you can't talk about the normal stuff and then be like, well, normal then, which leads to this, to that, to that, and you're like, oh, shit, let's get the train back on track. Listen, I can chat all night. I'm in my pajamas and on my bed chilling. Okay, so. or, okay. See, that's up. <laughs> all, all Mooney Girl needs is a, is, um, is a shot and she's good. Like oh yeah, because you want her to basically take over the podcast because you know she will if she's drinking. Uh, <laughs> no. See, this is the part where I will I will leave my house, run to her house, t- cover her mouth with duct tape, and run back so we can continue. <laughs> I will pause this show. Damn it! Wait, wait, wait a minute. Would it be the more wiser thing instead of running back to your house? You finish the podcast at my house so you don't have to waste time. No, all the equipment is still set up here. I'm not going to re- reroute everything. <laughs> Besides, and can't you just reach like the internet and punch them like I can? That and my, my internet is better than yours. So uh, we've already got off topic. Okay. All right, let's, let's quick, let's briefly talk about CloverCon. Yay! Okay, now I'll say CloverCon one-day convention at the 4-H Club in Bridgewater, New Jersey. What makes this different, it's like, you know how a lot of conventions have fundraisers for different charitable events and so forth? All the money that pretty much goes into CloverCon goes directly to the 4-H Club, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, CloverCon is actually run by the 4-H Club's anime club. So all of their staff members are 4-H members from the anime club. That's cool. Weren't they giving the money to uh, Hurricane Sandy, if I'm not mistaken? That was a separate thing. Ah. That would have been nice to do that. I think that was the money being raised during their silent auction. Uh. Yeah, plus they're also selling shirts for that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a jerk. <laughs> Well, we had, we end up getting there late because we end up missing um, we end up missing uh, anime parliament, which was one of the things I wanted to see. But 
you know, it was small. I think if I had, I think the con, I, I felt like I had to be outside a lot more because it was a little bit too hot in there. Yeah, yeah unfortunately, uh, there's no AC except in the rooms was, themselves. Yeah. yeah, it was the room downstairs that was one of the panel rooms and the room upstairs that was the video game room that had AC. True. Gym, I was kind gym. of upset. I was kind of upset that because it was rainy and crappy, um, I was unable. They had a labyrinth outside, and I don't think they set it up because it was rainy and crappy and nobody wanted to be outside. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, I, can, I can kind of understand that. Now, yeah. Now, but, I mean, all in all, I had a lot. I had fun. Yeah, I really did. Like, it was such a nice little small convention that you got to actually hang out with your friends and not worry about, oh, I gotta go to this panel, I gotta go to that panel. Oh, what's in the dealer's room? What, what am I gonna do here? What am I gonna do there? It was actually time to have conversation and socialize. But then again, you can do that at other conventions. I'm just, right now, I'm just trying not to heavily judge the con itself because of, of, of conventions I've gone to that are at college campuses, hotels, convention centers... It's just the structure of it, you know? I, I can kind of understand that aspect. It just kind of felt like, you know, it was just a giant anime club meeting. But given I, sp- I only dropped like 10 bucks to be there, I didn't feel like I got gypped or anything. It could have been a well, little I, bit more structure. I mean, you figure, yes, they probably could have gone to a hotel and gotten rooms and stuff like that. But then their overhead would have been lower. Because they would have had to pay for the hotel. They would have had to pay for the use of everything that they had. I mean, having it at the 4-H club where they did, they didn't have to pay for it. Mm. Everything oh, was yeah. basically free for them to use. Yeah. Plus, they would transfer their new expenses over to the, to the, to the visitor. True. I mean, yeah, I can understand, like, with like, with the college cons, you know, the price is a lot cheaper, for, you know, because it's right there. They're getting the facilities either free or dirt cheap. Thus, you know, one of the um, issues um, with uh, Springfest, when people complained of having to drop um, 20, uh, 25 bucks on a two-day yeah. convention. <laughs> you can't have it both ways. Yeah, and the good thing is they also had food there. And it was pretty cheap, and they actually had somebody come in to make it. Like, they had real fried um, fried rice. It wasn't just somebody back there with a mix. It was actually real fried rice, which is why it, was, it sold out. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was all being freshly made back there by, like, uh, somebody came in to make it. That's pretty cool. And it was only three bucks, and you got a lot of it. <laughs> and unfortunately they ran out twice yeah twice you know so i you know i i would i you know i would recommend if you're a local person in jersey i would go I, personally it's worth the 10 bucks and and the fact that it's 100 percent of it's going to the organization to do things a little bit to do things a little bit more there's no like LLC or this or that group, you know, it's it's like it's going literally going back to the community. Agree? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, 
Well, let's get to some topics here now. Let's... That was really quick. Well, you know, it was it was a small con. I mean, we it was we 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 really covered a lot more of what we liked instead of what we didn't like. It was more positives than than negatives. So I think. Oh in, yeah, definitely. In, yeah, in my book, it's it's a okay. I liked it. I would go again. Would mm. you go again? Yeah, I would. I would give it a shot if I can go again. If I could go well, to it. He's Ari. I think you would like it. I think, yeah, he would. He'd be upstairs playing um, Mario Kart or uh, Pokemon yeah. all day. And that's, where, and that's where the bulk of the air conditioning was. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. Now, we need to get a little music for for this next one. And music provided by my good DJ buddy, uh, Lord Katito Jinai. Right. Don't you mean lack of music? <laughs> that too. I think I think Mario probably has a couple of cents to say about this. All right. Wait for it. And this weekend there are a lot of conventions going on. You have Anime North. Yeah, I. You have Faname. You have yep. Anime Boston. You. You have um, an amazement. An amazement, and probably Florida Anime Experience. And I think. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's this weekend. <laughs> Now, no, there's no Terry, so yeah, I don't care. Well, <laughs> this year, Anime Boston, well, we did cover on our podcast months ago about some issues that happened at the Anime Boston dance, pretty much where the police were involved. Oh, boy! It's not a con until a police show up. Exactly! Exactly! But when you pick up the paper the next day and you see the, your convention in the paper... And it's not a positive thing. Unless it's a positive, like, article. Right. It's (laughs) it's kind of come down to where it's okay to get away with it as long as the con doesn't appear in the Monday Times. Then you're good. That is no bueno. (laughs) Oh, I see what you did there. (laughs) Well played. Oh, Oh, I'm sorry. I figured someone had to do it. Like <laughs> <laughs> Well, right, right on Anime Boston's website, they have announced there will be no informal dance this year, aka no convention rave. Oh, boo-hoo. Yes, and when I, upon hearing this, somebody already announced there is a off-site 18-plus rave going on. Oh, hey, you go do you. Go have fun with that. Let's see. Let me see if I can do my best voice. Dear uh, Anime Boston attendees, as many of you may already know, events at last year's informal... You know what? I'm not even going to do the voice for it. The, I'm not <laughs> going to do the hoity-toity voice. this, like, dramatic reading? <laughs> Please, if you want it. to, yeah, because I, I personally Wait, feel they don't... I'm just saying because of my feels of the con, they don't deserve the, the voice. So if you like to Mario, <laughs> please. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll just go a certain way because this is hell of long and yeah. we definitely summarize this. it the best you like. <clears throat> Dear anime Boston attendees, as many of you know, events at last year's informal dance made us rethink and redesign the event. What you may not know is that as a consequence of the problems at last year's um, informal dance, the Sheraton Boston's entertainment license was put on probation until June 2013. 
Rather than put the hotel's future at risk, we had to look into alternative homes for the informal dance, which is to say we were trying to sneak it under the radar. Uh, after considerable work by our staff, we found a new location at the castle at the Boston Park Plaza and continued to plan the best informal dance that we could. Unfortunately, after the space was contracted and everything was in place to hold the dance, our entertainment license for the informal dance was rejected. Over the past several weeks, I have personally reached out to, to police, city, and state representatives to find out the reasons why the license was rejected. I shall sum up the reasons as quickly as possible. Wonderful. A uh, lot of noisy stuff happening the same weekend. Uh, the city was like, LOL, that's what happened last year. Uh, no. Uh, Anime Boston planned some stuff, and uh, the city was like, <laughs> no, no. You know, your, your voice know had a monocle when you read that opening part. A tradition not just at Anime Boston, but at nearly every single anime convention nationwide. This is why our team has spent countless hours trying to come up with a plan that satisfied the Boston Police, our facility partners, and Boston City Hall. Uh, I'm going to skip ahead a bit. Mm -hmm. That being said, we hope that you will still choose to come to Anime Boston 2013 to enjoy our other quality programming, our 23 guests of honor, our 141 artists in the artist alley, and 118 dealers inside the dealer's room. Not to mention all of the attendees, that's you, who make up the real character of our convention. We truly hope that this news will not diminish your enjoyment of Anime Boston, because we are really looking forward to seeing all of you. With sincere, with sincere regret, the convention chair. Yeah, that's pretty much how that went down. <laughs> Mind you, know you, you sound like it took me a minute to think of it. You sound like uh, Winston from uh, Tales of Monkey Island. <laughs> well played. Well played. Also, yes, I feel like I should have had a monocle for that. <laughs> yes, you should have. We should self had a monocle. Good. <laughs> um, but yeah, now that was the thing that happened. And uh, actually, uh, if I may start the discussion on this one, I I definitely have a personal connection to this story because my first anime Boston back in 2005, which is still one of my most favorite convention experiences of my life was one of the few times I've had the privilege to actually be a convention DJ at what they so lovingly call in marketing jargon the informal dance. <coughs> mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I, 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 could see, I could see where the craziness uh, could definitely have escalated because ever since that first year, uh, I, I've been hearing legends of, of how like Anime Boston's Rave has just become like the most the most crazy town uh, anime rave uh, in the circuit, especially on the East Coast. Um, I mean, for many years, the big joke was, you know, the con funk of anime Boston was that bad. It was legendary. Even spraying Febreze in there didn't really, you know, work. Like, these are the legends I'd, uh, I had laughed about, but it, certainly you Febreze could tell grenades, that... That's what we need. Yeah, but you could tell that there, there was definitely an unruliness to it. Um, I mean, you, you guys were discussing, you know, crazy con shenanigans uh, on last week's show. And I couldn't help but have flashbacks to, to some of the con raves I've seen. And uh, I will admit, uh, I have definitely engaged in some of the frowned upon activity, not quite to the extent of other people by any stretch of the imagination. Exactly. Mm -hmm. but literally to recount that night, I went from DJing 
for part of the dance to partying like a son of a bitch <laughs> because I was just uh, on, on such such a, a high from the excitement of being able to, to do so many things. Um, and actually, yeah. that same night, uh, Joe Bobable and I, we uh, I, I remember we performed in Masquerade. That was one of the first performance awards I ever got working with that guy. And I found out about that right before going to DJ the dance. So later on, I ended up sucking face with someone who I ended up dating after the con. Do, <laughs> so needless do, to say. Do I know this person? Yeah, you definitely do. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. But the point, the point is, and the reason why I bring up this story, is these things happen at convention raves. And Anime Boston, for whatever reason, the environment at the rave kind of encourages it, for better or for worse. Um, I'm not saying that it's a good thing that, that this sort of stuff happens, but it just it kind of made sense. Because over the years, it got progressively more out of hand, to the point where even I was just like, yo, I'm not even touching that dance with a 10-foot pole. I'm just going to go and hang out with friends and stuff. <laughs> you see, the thing is, with to me, it's with the raves, these <clears throat> raves, mm, that you go with... You, you go, a formal you go, dance, good sir. I'm sorry, sir. With these dances... I actually had more fun you, chilling in the room, drinking with well, you guys. Like, well, I have more fun doing that. Okay. I yeah. mean, I don't, I, I, I don't mind raves. I mean, I go to them when I'm with a group, but... I, I I just think it's more um, interactive when you're just in the room drinking it and playing games and whatever. See th- that that I do that, pretty shitty at the raves, so I'm kind of not really for them. See, I, I go because I go into a mindset of just having fun. If I get caught up in the shenanigans, I get yeah. caught up in it. I just know to cover my ass. See, I've never heard about these urban legends of anime Boston, but given how crazy these, these convention dances are, I'm not surprised by it at all. None yeah. whatsoever. Now, I'm looking at some of the, the, the replies in the forums. A lot of people are happy that there isn't one this year because they're not big fans of it. Now... One person goes, my only concern with this is that people are going to have more room parties than Illinois guests, which will lead to complaints and more anger from the hotels. Well, Anime Boston has two types of room blocks, the party block and the quiet block. Pretty much the party block is going to be the effing party block. Do they really have that? That's kind of yeah, cool. I, I, I have a feeling this year, this year, because I know this happens at a lot of sci-fi conventions and Dragon Con, way it's going to be you start at one room you knock on the door you party you have a drink you leave you go to the next room and so on and so on and so on it's a convention equivalent of a bar crawl yes i i don't know i would not feel comfortable just going into random hotel rooms that i don't know these people at all well if the door is open and you if the door is open with a sign says come on in why why not uh, you don't know them. I don't know. I just get very eerie about that shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's it, it's a smart thing that they do um, mm-hmm. to to really you know allow people to uh, engage in social activities that require a lot of noise and also give people you know who are either working the con or you know just don't want to deal with that nonsense uh, kind of a refuge. So that's a, that's a good thing. True, and. At least they're they're expanding the in, the formal dance, and lately I've I've gotten more into I much as I enjoy going to the raves, I enjoy the formal balls. I I like that a lot. True so, that. Yeah. True I never that. Mm-hmm. Of those yet. I really want to do one of those. Well, I did. Yeah, 
I, Sorry, you first. <laughs> no problem. I did put the call out on anime on Nexus uh, Facebook about that. I don't think it's going to happen, though, but hey. Aww, I want to go to one. Uh, no, I'm, I'm definitely hoping to pull something together for, uh, I believe, Anime Expo mm-hmm. is uh, going to be doing a formal. Um, and you know what it is, too? And I meant to bring this up um, a, a moment ago, but got sidetracked listening to you guys uh, discussing the, the topic at hand. I think part of part of the thing with the informal dance uh, kind of being a big deal, and also why I think most of us are kind of like moving out of it, I think it also has to do with age, because I feel like those events are really centered towards like the, I, I'm going to use this very loosely because we know, we know very well that people under this age bracket also enjoy partaking in the raves because yeah. LOL. Um, but it's like the 18 to 22 crowd, if you will. Like, that seems to be the crowd that really cares about the rave. You know, like the, the just out of high school, college mm-hmm. crowd. Um, and for folks like us who are, you know, uh, mid-20s and up, um, the formal dance, it's like, it's the same kind of social environment, except we get to class it up. Because, yes. you know that feeling, like, after a certain point in life, you're like, well, you know, rocking a t-shirt's great, but man, do I want to rock a suit. Or, you know, yeah, dress or whatever, it's, you know? Yeah, it's like this, you know, you go to the rave, you break out your best your best duds, and the ladies are like, well, hey. Years later, you break out that suit, and the women are like, hello, you know? That's what's up. Yeah, definitely. Now, more back here, we have some persons complaining, wants refunds on tickets because people are not going because there's no rave. One person suggests a silent dancing Silent dancing. What? what? What does that mean? You have you you, you blast the music through. Wa- everyone everyone wears where everyone wears wireless headphones and they blast the music through the headphones. I, I admire the creativity. It's a term on Urban Dictionary. It's on it's on Urban Dictionary. I shit you not. Silent dancing. So That's like one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life. It's creative, but still. Well, that would be a good idea if it was, you know, the, the music itself that was the problem and not, you know, the uh, arrests happening. Yeah. But they did say they're going to put on extra, you know, um, panels and whatnot. But people are like, you know what? Whatevs. That's so silly. People are so silly. Yeah, and now as I continue to read, people are like, "Yeah, no, yeah, I, I'm not going. Can I get, can I get my money back, please? Can I please get my money back?" What is it in this day and age when you go to a convention for a dance that you're going to spend that much damn money for a six-hour dance? Well, think about it. I'm just saying. Well. We all have different reasons for going to conventions, you know. Like some will have a reason to go to a con because it has a remarkable masquerade. Some will hear about the great panels. Some will hear about oh, top tier one cosplayer. For some, it's it's the dance because of the DJs that they get. Or sometimes the voice actors. Well, or... that and voice actors. I'm just. Yep. That's, that's how I met Greg Ayers. That, that mm-hmm. first year uh, that I went to Anime Boston, we were spinning together. It was beautiful. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know, I know Greg Ayers is an awesome voice actor, but in my mind, I said, you know what? 
I could care less what the voice acting. Dude, you spin. You're awesome. That's what I'm more. That's what I'm more about. The man can spin. Oh, yes, you, can definitely you boys spin. And you're spinning. What was that? Um, but yeah, no, that's the, basically <laughs> what um, what what Rama was saying. Um, I, I feel like that's why some people would you know really take it to to that level of disappointment um, about not being able to go to the rave. Um, mm-hmm. And again, I, I'm pretty convinced it's mostly like the younger set because they're they're probably they're probably using it as a social outlet. I mean, that's part of why I used to really enjoy going to the raves. Mm-hmm. And then I started getting busy and I was like, oh, I'm tired. I need to rest because I have to like work a, a booth shift tomorrow, whatever. <laughs> yeah, there so were like times yeah, I've gone like back to the room at like 4 a.m. and got like maybe three hours of sleep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I will come back to the room at three and wake up at nine and be out the door by ten. <laughs> well, pretty much from like from the wank from the forums, it's like you know, we'll try next year. I ain't going. Well, we'll see what happens. Well, you know, hey, maybe if they get the numbers, they'll be at um the BCEC. Who knows? And if, they, and if they pull that off, Godspeed. Yep. <laughs> okay, now our next uh, topic here. The lowdown on Japan's cosplay industry. Oh, yes, this topic. Alright. I, I didn't know this I didn't know this was going to be discussed. This should be interesting. Yes. I, I, I'll take this because, you know, I've been cosplaying for a while. That end... There's always been stories about uh, Japan's cosplay and so forth. So let's kind of. Get... I yeah, I know that they're very like they're not very into the homemade cosplay thing. Their goal is a lot of the time is to look precisely like the character, even if you make it yourself or you buy it. The goal of them over there is to look precisely like the character. That's, that is their... that's not necessarily the case, but anyhow. Oh, okay. The these days cosplay functions as a forty billion yen or an. And American dollars, three hundred and ninety million dollar industry, and it has a large impact on Japan's economy. Now, before moving on, please allow the author to clarify that cosplay to Japan does not only refer to people dressing up as anime and video game characters, but includes all types of live action, western, original characters, nurses, maids, and so on. Oh, so it spread out more. Yeah, so pretty much what we consider cosplay and kinky shit and and normal suits is cosplay over there. More or less. Oh. Now, as virtually any costume worn for fun is considered cosplay over here. So what kinds of special services are available to avid cosplayers in Japan? And how cosplayers themselves are making the most out of this bountiful, infinitely tolerant environment? Let's see. Da, 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 da. The cosplay subculture has been steadily growing up for years. Before 2000, the only place you could find cosplay was at general shops and adult video stores. Well, yeah. But then things changed where in order to appeal to a new demographic of teenage girls, the Tokyo uh, shopping district of Akihabara opened up a series of specialty shops devoted just to cosplay. If cosplay was meant to be fun, this seemed to be the best way to support those who might be interested in giving it a try. Soon following that came the establishment of stores that sell mass-produced outfits and accessories for popular characters, as well as some shops that order for order-made costumes. The former specialized in reasonably priced cosplay that averages about $98. 
The latter can cost as much as five times, but for a high-class made-to-order item. In addition to those, countless online shops have been coming into play. If there, if there hasn't been a must-have for, for Japanese cosplay, it's meishi. Meishi, M-E-I-S-H-I, is another word for business cards. And Japan Cost is obsessed cards. with them. What was that? Cost cards. <laughs> I have to say, looking at this one, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Exchanging Meishi is important to help them remember those they've interacted with. However, highly active cosplayers look to order Meishi can find themselves in a bit of a bind. Ordinary manufacturers do not usually accept orders of less than 50 to 100 cards, so if a cosplayer wishes to have a different version of their Meishi for every character they cosplay, this is a bit of a challenge. Meishi manufacturers now have online design services such as Proof to come up with special order sets containing 5 designs of 20 cards each, bringing it to a total of 100 for about 25 bucks. Proof allows its users to submit their own cosplay photos and edit them into a selection of beautiful border designs, allowing the most inept designers to create their own fabulous Meishi. Congratulations, they have Vistaprint. Well, I mean... <laughs> cosplay Vistaprint. I, 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 could, I could use this service, but truth be told, I only have one type of card I just need mass copies of. I'm fine with that. Well, I can definitely say um, when I when I came across that part in the article, I definitely thought about uh, a bunch of my friends who are like you know super serious about cosplay, and they literally do have variant cards. Mm-hmm. Um, so this this is a legitimate thing. I could see where people you know who, who are really trying to market themselves through cosplay really need that kind of variety of service. So you know, I I, I know we're you know kind of kind of snarking on it because it's funny, but there there is in fact uh, a legitimate necessity for it for some people. And especially if you're, you know, trying to market different looks to different folks, mm-hmm. you want that variety. True. Um, like Ranma said, even I, I just have like, you know, the one go-to card. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't care because it's like, whatever. Like, I've got two of my looks on one card. We're, we're good here. But for someone who's known for like five or six different looks, it's a little tough. True. I mean, if you're going to have, the way I look at it is if you're going to have different types of cards, Start doing like a game. Collect all five. Get a free hug, or get or get a sandwich or something. I mean, come on, make it a little bit more interesting. <laughs> Say what? Got to catch them all. Hell yeah, cosplay that man. That is genius. Get a free sandwich. Get a free hug. <laughs> Fuck it. If you can find me in all of my cosplays and collect all my business cards, you get ten percent off at sub because you know what? Con goers don't eat. SNL has made it up so fresh. See. Japan. Oh, yeah, Rama, you should definitely read the next part because that next part of the article um, was definitely something I wanted to, to share a few anecdotes about. Oh, myself. yes, yes. Oh, yes, yes, indeed. Japan also provides special ways for finding the most suitable photo backgrounds. This may come as a surprise to some people, but Japan, it's very bad juju to cosplay in public unless it's part of your job or you are on location at a cosplay event. It's not even acceptable to arrive at an event in costume. Everyone must change together in designated changing rooms. They do this out of respect for all the normal people going about their daily lives so as not to cause a disturbance. However, this can make it difficult for cosplayers to find scenery which matches the series that they are cosplaying from. That is wow. Yeah. Yeah, I could 
show. <laughs> I, when I usually go to a convention, if it's local, I get ready at my house, and I'm on the train dressed in my cosplay, and everybody's giving me the weird eyes. No, no, like, no, no, yeah. no, that's not really true, because this is New York City. You you walk around, you see somebody yeah. in a cosplay or a different colored hair, and you're like, do I know that person? <laughs> <laughs> and seeing it... One costume freak on a train. You've seen them all, right? Yeah, pretty much. And and uh, Mario, I do believe has some interesting anecdotes about that. Yeah. So, like, bear, bearing these cultural differences in mind. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, uh, I know. I know at least Ranma uh, knows what I look like. You know, out of costume, yeah. just in plain clothes, whatever. Um, if you look at any of my my avatars on any of my social media sites, it'll give you an idea that you know I'm kind of I, I've got the fluffy hair going on, and you know I I I could kind of pull off certain certain characters who are very Western. So about two years ago, when Catherine was very popular, mm, here we <laughs> I go. Had a dream. I had a dream, which unfortunately I never got to pull off, but to this day I still talk about it because I thought it would have been the greatest way to to kind of mess with this particular uh, Japanese cultural norm. Yeah, uh, Catherine, the, uh, the, the video game. Uh, it's ca- one, one part platformer, one part, uh, like, what is it, visual novel RPG? Yes. Uh, okay. Made by the people who did Persona. Um, okay. I thought it would be hilarious to put together a costume of Vincent, the main character from that game, and just show up at Tokyo Game Show and see if anyone realized what I was doing. Because if people who were staff would come up to be and be like, uh, "Excuse me, sir, you can't be here in a costume," I would literally look them dead in the eye, not even skip a beat, and be like, "What? I'm from America. This is how I dress all the time," <laughs> <laughs> and just keep up the ruse the entire time. And if people were taking pictures, I'd be like, "I don't know why you think this is such a big deal, but okay, cool." And I'd like pose and everything, just to see what would happen. <laughs> I know it's the silliest and most inane thing, but I, I wanted to see how hardcore they are about this particular uh, cultural norm, and I thought that would be the funniest way to kind of you know do a social experiment. <laughs> <laughs> so when I saw this in the article today, I'm like, I need to share this. <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> so now, pretty much, there's a site called there's a cosplay studio called Booty. That offers everyone get their minds out the gutter. That offers these services of where you can get your picture taken, which is pretty cool. You cosplayers have to reserve time slots weeks and months in advance. Jesus. Well, yeah. Wait, Cosplay is serious little, business. Yep. But it it was a little cut off what you said, Ron. So I couldn't exactly hear. And I'm pick- it's a photo studio. Mm-hmm. Uh. To, to be fair, though, like looking at some of the pictures uh, uh, of the galleries or, or of the spaces that they offer, uh, they definitely have some pretty cool locations. Like I, mm-hmm. I even flipped out and, and shared uh, the, the link because uh, one of the spaces they have there, I'm like, oh, my God, I could shoot a music video for one of the, the songs on my album, Chip Tune Champion. <laughs> yeah. It's totally, like, they, they build it as cyber. And it literally looks like, uh, you know, something out of Tron. It's amazing. Isn't that the Disney movie Tron? Yes. Yeah, I thought so. Now, cosplayers are turning to the internet now. And an increasing number of anime, manga, and doujinshis events are prohibiting cosplay. 
One of the most cited reasons is to eliminate indecent skin exposure by cosplayers, though it compares to a lot of booth babes. That seems to be a hard case to make. Nevertheless, cosplayers have found ways to interact with each other outside of events thanks to sites such as Cure. What's cool about Cure is that is there's an English version for international users, though it lacks many event planning features of its Japanese counterparts. I, I can't seem, maybe because I'm, a, I'm an older fan, I can't see myself buying a doujin of my favorite cosplayer. I can't see myself doing it. Yeah, that does come off as a little creepy. I can't see myself buying a picture of my favorite cosplayer either. Now, if it's somebody that I know that I've supported, yeah, I could do that. If I'm in the picture with them, yeah, I could do that. If I'm not, probably, at least I have a legitimate reason for it. Be like, oh, that person? Oh, I've known that person for years, you know. We go way back, and I helped her out a lot of stuff, so, yeah. If it's like, oh, because she's hot, uh, no. Yeah, I'm not going to say that I've heard stories about uh, people getting fan fictions written about them, but that's totally happened, and it was really, well, first off, hilarious, and also really creepy. (laughs) Yeah, this was like one of of, of our uh, actual, you know, Running, running partners. Once upon a time, I'll I'll leave it private here mm-hmm. uh, for for our our window. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, legit. I I heard fan fiction was written about this person, and other people have done like fan art of cosplayers. I just actually saw one of my one of my cosplay friends from back east, um, posting up a picture that someone drew. It was a fan art of them in a, a costume from a particular series, alongside uh, one of the matching characters, or rather, it was from a game. Uh, actually, no, series, series, uh, along with another character from that same series. Like, this is a thing. People do this. Mm. Now, to go to the chat room real quick, yeah. Mizu Usaki 1 says that is totally true and has a few stories about that. And, oh, Jesus Christ, really, Mario? I, I, I am not joking. This legitimately was a thing. It happened a few years ago, and we were all, like, we... We were both really impressed and felt really bad for him at the same time. It's like, oh man, that's hilarious. Oh, you know what? That's terrible. I, I just have one, I just have one thing to say about that. I got nothing. Yeah, I yeah. got nothing. That heavy sigh that I just heard also sums up the, the sentiments from that story as well. <laughs> well, the last part of this story makes me gonna have a heavy sigh as well. Cosplayers are going professional. As cosplay becomes more widely recognized, its market scale also expands. There are many who pride themselves on donning only the finest brands of costumes and accessories. Of course, there are some who make cosplay for themselves and those who dedicate themselves to perfecting their craft, treating it like a profession. Some cosplayers even go as far as to mix cosplay with the entertainment industry by making videos and photo books of themselves in costume to be sold at events, earning themselves celebrity status within the cosplay community. And let's not forget a new class of professional photography cosplayer photographers that are also emerging. Okay, we know cosplay has gone mainstream when there is a cosplayer uh, walk of fame. Is this a I didn't deal? even know that was a thing. Uh-uh. And no clue. I oh, where's this? I've always <laughs> Mario's like what? I've always pretty much. <laughs> like, I, I, you can see my facial expression right now. It literally is the what face. Careful, bro. Careful, cat Mario. I've always said cosplay is like high school, <laughs> and me and Mario are either teachers or guidance counselors with a flask of alcohol in our desks. <laughs> <laughs> 
Today, students, speak for yourself, buddy. Now it's now it's more like the way I see cosplay. Second marking period is dedicated to the this fucking guy kind of cosplayer and how to avoid them. Uh, you, you, remember, you ever seen Fast Times at Ridgemont High? I just picture the scene of the teacher, everyone there in cosplay, going, "What are you all on, dope?" <laughs> <laughs> now, now to me, the best way I could com- I could compare cosplay it's like the music industry you got that one cosplayer that does that one album or that one costume that everybody loves and they go do their own thing set up their own like page this and that and like i got these new costumes i'm coming out with real soon like a, like an artist like yo i got this new album that's dropping in about three weeks you got to get on that <laughs> that's exactly how i feel when i cosplay now it's like new cosplay new album Co- skit? No, no. New cosplay? New single. New uh, skit? New album. What am I doing you now? N- now that I'm podcasting, I didn't retire from the game. No, I'm putting others up on my on my independent cosplay recording label. That's what I'm doing now. You want to change the game, you gotta stay ahead of the game. Yes. Anyway. Way to be the Diddy of anime. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm Diddy. Cosplay or die. If you're Diddy, then who's Mace? I don't know. I call dibs on Biggie. Oh. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. It's it's this. This was the reason why I kind of like skipped over uh, going into some detail during the the interview portion uh, earlier in the show because this one part of the article is just so loaded and. As you probably noticed when I was talking about, you know, how cosplay really has helped me out. Mm-hmm. This this is literally the, the, the proof on paper because there are cosplayers who have legitimately gone professional or have at least at least made their way to the, the professional field, uh, whether it be through through things like, you know, promoting their, their costumes or uh, promoting work that they do on the side. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and. It really has changed in the last uh, decade or so. Um, I, I feel like my personal stance, again, because I'm one of these people who have definitely you know, benefited in some capacity from, quote-unquote, professional cosplay, I feel like there definitely uh, is, is a way for this to be a valid thing. But then there are, also, there are also people who I feel are just kind of taking advantage of it and not really doing much with it. And that part is what annoys me. Yeah. Like, I'm happy to see that cosplay is allowing people to not only break out of their shells, uh, explore different elements of, of their personalities, and also get to, to meet wonderful new friends, uh, but, but really get to live out dreams. True. But I, I also get so frustrated when I see people just being so, so vapid and wasteful about it, because it's like, guys, do you realize what kind of opportunity you handed don't just don't just sit around on you know on, on your throne in the middle of Ego Castle on on Hubris Island. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like do something with that. Do something positive with that. Do something creative with that. Yeah. You know. Don't walk around with that with that swelled head. You know, and and you also you know it's going to be mainstream when you log into Facebook and you see cosplay as an occupation. I think that's what I'm going to close my account and just walk away from the computer and just 
play my 360 all day. To be fair, I said that's Incredible also Hulk of... walking away theme as you do it too. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For real. Sorry. For real. <laughs> um, no, I was also going to say, like, cosplay is an occupation on Facebook. That just means, like, a lot of kids thought it was kind of funny. It's like, hey guys, let's have this as a thing. <laughs> Seriously, if anyone puts cosplay as, like, a legit occupation, it's like, um, I really hope that you are doing something like running a, a professional website. <laughs> yeah, more or less. <laughs> you know, you know like, what I mean? Yeah. You know, I have my, my issues about the professional cosplayer because it's like, last I recall, there are no college courses that teach you how to be cosplaying. I don't see, you know, this or that. I mean, if you're making money off it by doing costumes, you're not really a cosplayer. You're a commissioner. You're a seamstress. You're doing this. You're doing that. You're a model, kind of. If you're just saying you're a cosplayer and you just walk around in different costumes and stuff and expect people to throw money at you, then no. I have seen people start Kickstarters, Indiegogos for people. I mean, for like, I want you to give me this much money so I can wear this costume for you. And I'm like, well, if you were in that costume... Does cost- a Kickstarter bend that sort of activity? Depends on how you phrase it. <laughs> Look, if, 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 if this ex-cosplayer wants this amount of money... For a costume to wear for all her fans, I tell you what, here's my 10%. This is where I live. You want the money that badly? I know that's a, a effed up thing to say, but that's what it kind of boils down to. It's like you're whoring yourself out. Yeah. And going back to what you said, yeah. you know, like if you're if you're making these things, you're more of a costumer. Mm-hmm. That's where that's where I was going with, you know, how, how it can actually be a benefit to be quote unquote professional because I know I know people who have literally moved into professional costuming yes. because they they did all this work in the community. They built up a portfolio and yes. they built up uh, connections how, like, however they have, but they've, they've pretty much like, they've run with it in a positive way. And exactly. those, those people, like, I admire the hell out of them mm-hmm. and the hell out of them because they're doing, they're doing something positive. They're doing something productive and they're going beyond just being being basically an, an over-glorified amateur model. Exactly. And one more thing before we go to the next article. A friend of mine actually started a Kickstarter so because she wants to go to Japan. She Her dream is to, to study in Japan. The goal, $25,000. Uh, that's a little too much. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I got bills to pay. I can't give you anything. It's almost as bad as this one girl who actually started a fund so that she could visit her boyfriend in Germany. She wanted people to donate to I'm like, no, I'm not donating to your booty call. That's ridiculous. I am sorry, madam. <laughs> you will not take my money. In fact, I will keep it under lock and key. <laughs> exactly. There's just so many more important things to give money to. And besides, that. besides, if you want that, there are sites for that that allow you to do that. You may have to do some unsavory things, but hey, that's what the internet makes you think. Done. What's up? That's what's up. Alright, next up we have a anime statue that's worth about $600,000. Christ. Christ. Alright, who's taking this one? Uh, me, I guess? Yeah, go for it. Alright, this anime statue is worth nearly $600,000. What? Is it made of gold? Damn right it is. Pure gold. 
To mark the 10th anniversary of its Saint Seiya figure line, Bandai is releasing a solid gold Sagittarius statue. Tokyo's Ginza Ta uh, Tanaka oversaw the creation of the statue, which is valued at 60 million yen. Uh, the gold alone weighs 2 kilograms. According, uh, according to Nari Nari, Bandai has plans to put the pricey piece on display sometime this year in Japan and in Taiwan. Um, in looking at the pictures, the wingspan for Sagittarius is basically two hand lengths. Mm. So if you put your wrists together and hold your hands out, that's the wingspan for the Sagittarius. And then everything else is just solid gold inside of that. Now that's for the serious collector. That's crazy. <laughs> the person willing to buy this, I'm going to set up a Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not me. <laughs> not me. I mean, looking at it, it's just, I mean, it's very, very detailed. And obviously, it's pure gold, but... Yeah, I've got other figures that I would want more than this. Yeah, I'm sure some big Saint Seiya fan will want it. Byron. Yeah, but, um... Yeah. Well, that's if they're even going to sell it. Yeah, good luck. They're, they're, it, it's just on display right now. My guess is it's not going to be just out there to be sold to anybody. Plus, I can just picture it somewhere down the line appearing on an episode of Pawn Stars. And, and Chumley saying 150 bucks. I got yeah. a true hunter for you, and that's my final offer. Yeah, I mean, it's not its not like it's uh, being mass-produced. There was one made. This so sounds oh, like the, send up, the startup of a caper. It, 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 uh, it's just that, I guess, people think everybody's rich and they're making gold statues, and people are not rich like that. Not everybody in the well, world. Not a general fan. Well, if, if they thought people were rich, they have a lot more of these out. But like I said, good luck getting this out of the country. Because when you get it home and you open up the box, you're going to find nothing but um, peanut in there. Even better, <laughs> you take one step outside with it, and every cash for gold joint in the tri-area will be on you like fucking white on rice. Mm. Now go fucking scam artists. Now going to the chat room, we have comments like, I'd pay for that as a life-size or a giant-size Lum statue, which is understandable. A Lupin the third variant, or a solid gold Pikachu. That'd be kind of cool, Pikachu and gold, but I mean... Yeah. You know what I would do? Probably buy yeah. one of those statues and then resell it, mm. so I could be rich, or at least. That's what a lot of. That's what a lot of people did when the limited edition Pikachu 3DS XLs came out. <laughs> oh, I want money, 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 money. Is well, I got a better one. I got a good one for you. Yeah. If it, someone didn't make a solid gold statue of Lupin the Third, it gets stolen by a guy cosplaying as Lupin the Third. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh. Points if they're French. Bonus oh. points if they're French. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually looking. I'm actually looking this up right now. Just the price of the gold itself. Yeah. 
Um, not even a third of what the statue is worth. Really? Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to look for, like, today's gold currency, mm-hmm. and it doesn't say what quality of gold this is, but even at the highest quality of gold, um... One kilogram, which is half of the weight of this, is only uh, 44000 So we're talking parts and labor to inflate that value, huh? Yeah. I mean, you're looking at weight-wise, if it's 24 karat gold, it's not even $100,000 weight-wise. Hmm. And yet it's... Because, I guess, of the crafting and the fact that it's a one and only statue, it's almost 600000 Fair enough. All right. So, if you buy that, put it on lockdown. Done and done. Now, Ari, I believe you wanted to cover the next story we have here? Sure. We'll get, we'll get you on the road to Viridian City real quick. <laughs> It's all you. Oops. Hang on. Sorry, I, uh, something different popped up when I was, uh, I the upcoming was 3DS and Wii U game Super Smash Bros. 4, working title, I think, yes. may be getting a popular anime character. According to a report by My Nintendo News on the 14th, an insider claimed that there was a possibility that a certain Super Saiyan could be added to the roster due to the involvement of Namco Bandai Games. The Super Saiyan character that could appear in Smash Bros. 4 is, presumably, Goku, the main protagonist of the classic Dragon Ball franchise. The aforementioned Namco Bandai Games, the company is helping Sora out with the development of the crossover title, currently owns a game licensing for the anime. Nintendo will be recently its first screenshots of the tentatively titled Smash Bros. 4 at this year's Electronics Entertainment Expo, which will take place in, next month in Los Angeles. And, oh my god, it's the friggin' brawl pissing pissing arguments for uh, who should be in Smash Brothers all over again. You know what, just throw Mega Man in there. That's it. Game over. We win. <laughs> yeah, that's... It could be, or Nintendo could do like Capcom and just completely ignore uh, character popularity profiles. And no, 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 not- no, 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 no. That's not, that's not Nintendo or Capcom. That's WWE. Get it right. No, really, they... All, all the various calls for Mega Man to be in Marvel versus Capcom 3 were probably told to go fuck off. I mean, as an aside, it has been said by the person that puts all of this together that no non-Nintendo character would be in this. But like they did with Snake in the previous one, Snake is on a Nintendo platform. Metal Gear Solid 2 was ported to the GameCube. Exactly. Goku wait, wait, wait. is on Nintendo platforms. But, but it represent, yep. remember, before Metal Gear Solid 2, you had Metal Gear for the NES. That yep. too. There you go. It started there. Mm-hmm. I so, can kind of see I mean, it because Dragon Ball yeah, for NES. I would NES, pay so. to see Mega Man in uh, Super Smash Bros. Showdown or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I'd call number four. But, but you know, the fact of the matter remains... It's not going to be called Super Smash Bros. 4 because Nintendo doesn't know to go past 3. Come on. Super Mario 4 became Super Mario World. 
Come on. Still better than Valve. No. Just saying. No. <laughs> No. What is the number three? No, we've never heard of this number. We just no. go up to two. No, uh, that's that, how we do. You, uh, Capcom. Street Fighter 2. Street Fighter 2 Champion Edition. Super Street Fighter 2. Need I go on, good sir? Street oh, Fighter no, they were 3. Just, yeah, they, they did 3 and 4. And Super 4. Super Arcade 4. Super Arcade Perfect Hyper Retro Rainbow. Well, 2. Rem- remember, at, after we got <laughs> Super 4 Arcade, they're like, oh, let's do Super Street Fighter 2 HD Remix. Let's bring Super Street Fighter the original Super Street Fighter 2 to live arcade. Let's bring Street Fighter t- Yeah. Cap- oh no, that's milk- just milking the cash cow beyond <laughs> yeah. its point of expiration. That's that, that's all that is. Look but at- really, if you look at Valve, it's like they've almost never done a game that actually, did they do a Half-Life episode uh, Half-Life 2 Episode 3? Like, no, did they make it that far, or did no, they kill it before they got to that? No, it, it'll come out on the Steam box, which will come out before Mega Man Legends 3. Oh. <laughs> Harsh. Damn right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. All right, Mako. All right. The Black Butler strikes deal with filmmaking demon. Live-action adaptation on its way. Another hot Japanese manga property is getting the big screen treatment as an adaptation of The Black Butler. For you purists out there, it's getting underway. In related news, actor Robert Goulmier is heartbroken about this not being a Benson remake. Oh! The manga created by Toboso Yana is set in Victoria era, Victorian-era Europe and follows Sebastian Michalis, a, demon, a demonic butler who is bound by a supernatural contract to serve Ciel Phantom Hive. The 13-year-old head of the Phantom Hive noble family and the business savvy owner of the Funtum Company, a toy manufacturer. In return, when Sebastian has helped CL finish all of his tasks, including avenging, avenging his parents' death, Sebastian will be allowed to consume his soul. Now, this is where it gets a little weird. Mm-hmm. Actress Ayami Goroki will play Shirori, uh, Shiori Genpo. The main character's name has been changed for the film. A young woman who disguises herself as a man and is the demon butler's master. The butler will be played by Hiro Mizoshima. So, yeah, they're completely changing this around. Which, I mean, I've looked at the actress's stuff, and she does a lot of um, boyish-looking roles. Mm -hmm. But for them to change... The whole concept of who CL is and completely change the name, it, it just, it, it seems weird. I mean, granted, the anime kind of goes off on a tangent from the manga, and the second season of the anime goes off on a tangent of itself and brings in another demon and another master so to say Mm -hmm. so i'm wondering if this is going to be like that in that it's a different master demon kind of thing or if they're just taking the whole entire 
thing of Black Butler and making it Sebastian and some chick? Well, my first thought that came to mind was the aspect of a female as playing the lead role. And this is not the first time I've heard of that. I'm thinking what they're going to probably do is make you think it's a dude, and then you find out at the end it was a chick. Kind of reminds me of this particular game right here. No, because I mean, if you know already that the main character, that, that the whole thing is a young woman disguised as a man, then that's part of what the whole movie is about. True, I'm just saying that they play it just right, because, you know, not everybody knows about Black Butler. Uh, I mean, I've heard from a lot of people that a lot of people don't like Black Butler. Is this true? <laughs> yeah, right. It depends on who you're talking to. Um, Black Butler is a very female-generated fandom. Okay. Um, and the main character has uh, cross-dressed. But, I mean, this... Seriously, it's more about Sebastian. <laughs> Yeah, I heard a lot. I heard a lot of people love Sebastian. A lot of people are like very eat about like. Well, it is. I mean, Sebastian's whole story is kind of secondary to CL's story, Mm -hmm. but Sebastian's story is a lot more interesting than CL's story, in my opinion. Okay. Okay. Um, because you get into it, and it's a very much a demon versus um, Soul Reaper kind of thing. Sometimes the secondary character story is more interesting than the main character story. It just sometimes happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Almost that. Yeah, here's, uh, here's my take on this whole thing. When I first read the article, <clears throat> um, I had a completely different rant uh, all set up because I thought they were going in one direction. Then I remembered something else. Yeah. Um, I remember when they first announced it that it was kind of being billed as like a pseudo sequel, if you will. Like it was going to take place like a century after the fact, you know, to make it more contemporary. Mm. So that's probably where they're going with that whole thing. Uh, and if that is true, then there's a lot less to be upset about if you're a purist about Black Butler. Because, you know, it, it would stand to reason, okay, you know, <clears throat> given how the story originally ends you would expect him to go off and find a new master over the years. Um, But if they are, in fact, doing as this article implies, which is, hey, let's just throw everything out the window and just write our own original fan fiction. Why? Because we can. Uh, Then then that hits to a lot of reasons why I just can't stand certain adaptations. That's one of those things that I've been... I've been been trying so hard to, to, to make it to a professional tier to be able to basically prevent. <laughs> what about Ninja well, Turtles? I mean, the ma- <laughs> the manga is not over. The manga is still ongoing. So if you're gonna do it as a sequel, you have no idea what the end of the manga is gonna be like. If they do it as a sequel to the anime, the anime has a sequel and has a set ending. And I mean, spoiler alert, but there's no way that Sebastian would be able to take on another master. That's how they went with the anime. So it 
it would have, I mean, it would just be very, very weird for them to have this as a sequel. No, I, I can't beat that logic when you think about it. Just can't. Oh yeah, no, that's that's pretty straightforward. So it's going to be interesting to see the kind of direction they take, because um, again, it's 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 all in how how it's being treated. Um, if it's being treated as as kind of a standalone, then it's still going to feel like kind of a, a cash a cash grab. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. at least it'll it'll be coming from for all intents and purposes, a sensible place. And I'm using that in the very loosest of terms. Um, but if it's just some sort of weird reimagining, it's one of those things where it's like, guys, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> I never completely seen agree. Like, yeah. so kind of lost here. Like, like Ninja Turtles, yeah. if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, and, and I'm saying this coming from the perspective of a guy who has barely even dabbled in Black Butler. Like, it was just that thing that happened... I, you know, you couldn't avoid it for a while there. It, and then, I mean, it's it's still got staying power that with, as was previously mentioned, the female fan base. Um, but it's one of those things where it's like, really, we're, we're going back to this well? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And again, I mean, the secondary characters really make this. So I'm not as upset that they changed CL because in this whole span of both anime and manga, Ciel is actually my least favorite character. So I really don't have a problem with that, but the storyline that brings Sebastian to Ciel is what I'm kind of worried about. Because that's where a lot of the drama takes place and why Sebastian is even with Ciel in the first place. So as long as I think that is kept okay and they don't turn it into some fucked up love story between the two of them, I'll be all right. And I think a lot of other fans will be all right, too. Don't give the fandom any ideas. Please don't. (laughs) And then suddenly we get anime Twilight. And then we all flip the tables and stab people. We already got um, anime Twilight. It's called Equestria Girls. Yeah. Oh god. Uh, I'm just leaving it, it at it, that. It, it I'm leaving like Let's okay. just let's 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 leave it at that because if yep. I if, if I don't stop it now, we're going to run for another 30 minutes. Okay? Oh yeah. Let's, oh yeah, that would be a thing. Right. <laughs> I have an idea. Let's let's do let's take a break, do some shots and wrap shit up. How does that sound, people? Sounds good to me. me. Cuz right. I need to re It's a great. Hmm. Okay, people. I don't know what just hit, it went through the way, but you know what? We will be back.
so much for having that short podcast. Oh, well. <laughs> you, you told me yourself that the ranty ones tend to go on for a little longer than usual. I know. But usually the ranty ones get, give us so much to work off of. It makes it a hell of a lot more fun. Yeah. Hey, come on. You have to admit tonight was fun. It was. It was. Yeah. I'm not saying it wasn't fun. Okay. All right. And Mario, I appreciate you coming on the show and, and joining the shenanigans and riding the train with us. No, thank you. It was a pleasure to be here. Um, it was it was also a lot of fun uh, getting to engage in intelligent discourse with uh, both you fine folks and also the uh, the people in the forums. So uh, thanks to to all you guys in the, uh, the the chat window. You guys made it fun as well. So thank you. <laughs> and we thank them because if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be here. <laughs> So check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com. Um, articles are going up. We have uh, Mondays. We have um, cosplay articles by Uni from her blog, Cosplay, uh, with, Cosplay with a Brain, I believe. That's the name of her blog. She has to rem- remember to always link her blog when she posts those articles so that she can share in some of the wealth, too. But um, if you check it on our website, on the right-hand side, we have links to various our YouTube page. Facebook, and a lot of other pages, including um, our, our podcast feed. For some reason, if you're not able to get to the site because of firewalls and filters, you can always find Anime Jam Session on Podcast Alley, Stitcher Radio, Miro, Double Twist, and Xbox Music. After weeks and months of getting the information out, we are finally on Xbox Music. And we're also on iTunes. Five-star reviews, get and they get read on the podcast. So if you like what we have to say, by all means, say it. Let us know. Tell a friend. They enter will tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We do this for free because we love what we do. It's a passion, and we're kind of non-biased like that. So, um, so Mario, do you have a uh, website where people can check out some of the stuff you've done and where you can pick up your awesome album? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to also leave this in the, uh, the the forums for everyone listening. Wonderful. Uh, my primary website is www.mariobueno.com. Uh, you can find links to my social media uh, and and other uh, video outlets uh, through that website. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook. Uh, it's facebook.com/emp.maniac, uh, and you can find me on Twitter. Uh, also. At EMP Maniac, uh, mm-hmm. that, that one has the underscore in there, um, and I'll uh, again be leaving all this um, in the forums for for those of you who are still with us there. Um, you can check out the album through my Facebook page. Uh, I have a Bandcamp widget set up there, so if you find the Facebook page, you can listen to it through there or uh, go to Bandcamp. It's MarioBueno.Bandcamp.com. And also, if you uh, check out our website, AnimeJamSession.com. There is a link to Mario Bueno's album, Arise, on the right-hand side. Check out the tracks. If you like it, click a link and go ahead and buy it. Okay, what else do we have here? Let's continue running off this list. Um, check us out on YouTube.com. YouTube.com slash Anime Jam Session TV. I got a lot more uh, convention videos to work on. Actually, less now, but I'll be uploading a lot more. So I'm hoping to have Comic-Con... No, Comic-Con is done. I got to get Otakon done. Otakon and the Wii U release. Once those videos are done, that's it. 2012 is over, and I can actually jump on the 2013 videos. About damn time. Hey, watch your mouth. 
Better late than never. I know, right? There are still some sites that are still trying to get their shit together. But, um, and, uh, At least you do go on every week. Well, yeah, you know. So, but, you know, hey. If you like um, what we have on Anime Jam Session TV, follow. We also have our own YouTube pages. You can find me at DJ Ronma S. You can find um, Ari at Ari22682 and Mako China at Jupe Luna. Check out some of the stuff that we like that we see on YouTube and some original videos that we may upload from time to time. So, uh, Mario, can the fans find you on YouTube? Yes. Um, once again, because I use pretty much this handle everywhere for yep. solidarity's sake. Uh, just just look for EMP Maniac. That's without the underscore uh, on YouTube. Um, I will also leave that in the forums as well. So it's youtube.com slash EMP Maniac. Sweet. And then we go from YouTube directly over to Twitter. You can find us at uh, twitter.com slash anime jam session. Uh, link here, follow us here to find out when articles are going up, photos, videos, conventions we're going to, and all the other cool stuff. Find other podcasters as well. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, just so you know, just be warned, because it's a little crazy. You can find me at uh, DJ Ronma S. You can find Ari at The Ari Man. You can find uh, Mako Chan at Giovedea, Giovedea with a G. And you can find Mario over at EMP Maniac. That's EMP underscore Maniac, right? Correct. Yes. I had to, I kind of kind of beat around on, on Mako Chan for having that, having the height underscore in her Twitter name, too. Eh, you know it's a thing. <laughs> oh yes, oh yes, it is. And check us out on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Anime Jam Session, home of our photos, links to articles, and other cool stuff. We have like two thousand four hundred and twelve fans. Just gotta 19. say, two thousand. Wait, twenty four nineteen? I believe so. Hey, that's good. I just gotta say. Thank you. If it wasn't for you guys and gals liking our page and the photos and the articles and everything, we probably wouldn't be able to do it. As long as you keep liking it, we'll just keep adding more content, you know, and we'll get it out there to you. And if you want to follow us on Facebook, you can uh, find me at um, facebook.com slash S. You can find um, Mako-chan at facebook.com slash Makoto Mako-chan Kino. And Mooney Girl, aren't you on Facebook too? I am. I'm on Facebook.com slash MooneyGirl slash SalmonSerena91, and I will also link it like Mario did, because that's actually a really good idea. So yeah. I'm going to do the forums are the best. Mm-hmm. I also have a YouTube page, and that is uh, YouTube.com slash user slash SalmonSerena91, even though I do have MooneyGirl in my name. It's just it's not fun. It's fun coming up in the browser um, web link. Fair enough. And I put both of the links in the chat box, so if you guys want to follow me, that is awesome. Wonderful. Yes. And, and speaking of uh, Facebook, yep. I do believe um, I do believe I sent a little something uh, your way, Rama, uh, to to celebrate the, uh, the the amount of Facebook followers you guys have on the page. Sweet. Woo! Awesome. That so is yeah, sweet. Um, whenever whenever you guys are up and running for that. Um, yeah, I've sent some uh, some download codes over to the fine folks here at Anime Jam Session uh, to, to give away at some point in the uh, the near future. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, keep supporting the page, get some more likes up there. Uh, next time they have a giveaway, uh, they'll be giving away some uh, some digital copies of my album Arise. 
So definitely, uh, definitely give them a lot of support and a lot of love. Hell yeah, because that album is it, it's so good. That's all I guess. It's so good. Uh, Mario, I think we'll start coming to you about albums because not just yours. Yo, you got me onto the Malcolm Moore album. Yo, that, yeah. that album is deep. Because that was a little bit out of my own element, but it was just, it was such a good album. Like, I, I, I was just blown away. <laughs> Hell yes. Let's see what else do we have here. And like, and don't forget, we are on Vogue Networks live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Encore presentations Thursdays at 1 p.m. But remember, it's Vogue Network, Voice of Geeks. Let your inner geek be heard because there's more than just anime on here. If you like World of Warcraft, we have Girls Gone Wow on Wednesdays at 12, followed by Horde House at 10 p.m. live. It's Wow Wednesdays. If you want to hear about um, British television and movies, it's British Invaders, 8 p.m. Mondays. If you're into science fiction and pop culture, and especially uh, Doctor Who, it's pop culture Mondays at 9. Now, if you're really into more pop culture, the older school stuff, Rocky Horror and whatnot, it's Under Sedation Live, Saturdays at 10 with Travis and Jessica. I do believe there will be no show this weekend because of the holidays. I think it's Aww. a. Well, I think because we're a midweek show, we don't. Have, we can take the holidays off whenever we want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Except if it's Fourth of. Except if it's Fourth of July, we'll just go to somebody's house and do the podcast there while while blowing shit up in the backyard. Oh, I got plenty of be- room in my backyard. Sweet. Yeah, except we don't want the cops to come. We gotta <laughs> jump over to uh, DJ AJ's for that. But where, but Marco, where you live, the cops can't find you. Yeah, I don't need the old people complaining either. At least yeah. if you go to DJ AJ's, it's legal in Pennsylvania. Point taken. Yeah. yeah she's got a point. Yep. And on Sundays at 8, it's the Bobby Blackwell Show, followed by Orange Challenge Radio, which Sundays at 9. It is the flagship programming shows of the VOD Network. Video, three hours, no, four hours of nonstop video gaming talk. So, okay. Last words, people. Let's start with Mooney Girl over there. Um... I'm probably going to bed. <laughs> mm. Why? Okay. Ari. <laughs> um, the events of today have reaffirmed my position as the only sane member of my family. Well, we kind of already knew that. Mako. Uh, every- no, everybody in my family is crazy. Sorry to cut off. Oh, <laughs> Mako. I'm trying to decide if I want to play Guild Wars or play Batman, but either way, I'm eating brownies. Mm. <laughs> always play Batman while eating brownies. <laughs> it's always the right choice. Or justice. <laughs> Legit, that's all I gotta say. And, and Mario, last words, good sir. Uh, I mean, it's been, it's been a blast hanging with you guys. Um... It's it's been really fun, you know, sharing uh, sharing at least a small microcosm of uh, the the experiences I've been having out here, and most importantly, it's it's really good to see some people who are really you know behind uh, the the album, really getting the word out about it, and it it's something I'm really happy to just share with everybody because it's it's a milestone that I I believe really sums up a lot of the experiences I've had thanks to the wonderful people in the geek community. So mm-hmm. it's it, it's it's Everything that uh, that I've experienced up to now, that I'm grateful for, thanks to folks like you guys. So we try. We try. Thanks, thanks for checking out the album. Thanks for listening to me, you know, ramble for a while. It's all <laughs> good. Guys, again, in the future, it's been a blast. 
last words for me. Yeah, I have to remember I can't stay up to like three o'clock in the morning tonight because I have I have to be up at seven for class at nine. At least it's the last semester. Almost done. Almost done. Damn right. So, I guess that's it. So, I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. I'm Mako-chan. I'm Mooney Girl. And that's my man over there, Mario Bueno. Good fight. Good night. See you same time next week. I'm out. Oh, we're at this bitch. Night. Night. <sighs> Say good night, Mooney Girl. Night. Think we give Mako trying the night off. Thanks. Welcome. Wait, isn't it? Wait, night, Mooney Girl. There you go.